And we're back for another episode of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for joining and let's get right into it. All right, Baron. Welcome to the Honestly Helen podcast season five. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so excited to have you back. So fun fact, Baron, what season were you on? I was on season two, I believe. Yeah, what year was it? Oh, I believe it was 2020, 2019. It was around COVID. I remember that. So, yeah. oh man, it's been three years. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Doesn't feel that way. So much has happened <laughs> in three years. Yeah, so much has happened. So, because when uh, we recorded first, you were still in the military, weren't you? Yes, I was in the military at that time. And since then, I uh, separated from the military. You know, I saw this opportunity for me to explore my financial career outside the military. So that's why I separated. But overall, it's been a great experience. Um, a little slow at first, because I'm not used to, you know, waking up and doing everything on my own. The military pretty much sets out your day for you. Like, hey, wake up, go to the gym, go to work. Civilian yeah. life, welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice so far. Nothing crazy has happened, but, you know, I just in that mindset of, oh, I got to get things done ASAP, so. Yeah, okay. And also, do you mind sharing with the folks what you're going to school for now? Are oh, you yeah. planning on going to school for? <laughs> so I'm... Um, Right now, I'm going to school for business administration. Um, I graduate in July, July 14th of this year. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Baron, you didn't tell me that. Oh, okay. I thought I did. My fault. <laughs> yeah, oh next God. month, I, I graduate. And then um, I'm going to school. Um, I'm continuing my, um, I'm going to continue with school with uh, pursuing my master's degree in business administration and uh, financial management. So that's going to be exciting as well. I'm a little nervous, but. I know I can yeah. do it. So. Oh, of course. And please do it because there's people like me who hate numbers. So we need people like you to like numbers. So uh, we can have some I, I love numbers. I, I can't. I don't like writing. <laughs> See, I can write your papers. You can do my taxes. Maybe that's a deal. We could probably work that out. It's all about networking, man. All about networking. Mm-hmm. All right. You haven't heard today on Talking Life, honestly. That's my little tagline I got. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk some self-awareness now. I, like I told Baron, I wanted to talk about this because the concepts we agreed upon, I felt like could be expanded a little further. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought of self-awareness. So for starters, I'll start off. Um, cause I would like to define like, how do, how do we perceive or what is our definition of self-awareness? So for me, self-awareness, no matter what situation is you just being, very intimately aware of your emotions, of your triggers, of your needs, your wants, and the difference between the two. Um, I guess, like, if I want to put my psychology hat on, it'd be really understand your ego. Oh, okay. If you're yeah. self-aware, you really understand your ego, and it actually makes, in my opinion, it makes you less egotistical or less um, of an asshole, as people say, like that are that are mm-hmm. full of themselves, but. I feel like self-awareness is just really understanding your ego and understanding yourself so well that when you're in situations, even when you get outside yourself, you know you're getting outside yourself, but you're choosing to get outside yourself because it just calls for it. Uh, okay. Okay. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> that curveball really got to me. I do uh, understand, like, staying vigilant and um, being aware of how you handle your emotions in certain situations. Um, like, for me, for instance, like, sometimes I have to understand that not everyone thinks the way I do in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, because me being out in the military, I'm so quick to, hey, we have to get this done. Oh, we got to get this done to a certain way. I sometimes get upset about that because I expect people to be the same like me in terms of, how we should carry out each and every day and not to waste anything. But then I have to realize like, Hey, that's just my emotions telling me like pretty much what I'm trying to say is like, we shouldn't let our emotions get the best of us in any situation, staying vigilant, not to explode or snap or like you said, our ego. Yes. And I will also say, I think you being in the military was also interesting for me to hear about mm -hmm. how you feel about self-awareness because I feel from what I've, heard and I've also dated guys in the military so I feel like mm -hmm. the discipline and the low-key hazing and bullying that kind of happens yeah in the military should bring about some type of self-awareness or at least you become I would think you become more aware of certain things about yourself than, than you would have been before yes um because during my time in the military um you know you you learn a little bit about yourself each and every day you know, for me, it was like being surrounded with other ind individuals from all over the world. And, you know, I'm just so used to, hey, you're in Jacksonville, you know, and you know how people in Jacksonville are. So <laughs> so if you step outside of your comfort zone, actually get into an area or a certain situation where it's like you're not used to, it really brings out a different side of you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like you said, with the bullying, the hazing, I wouldn't say it was much of bullying. It was just most of, you know, hey, I'm a higher rank than you and mm -hmm. they feel like they can treat you any kind of way but mm -hmm. i didn't let that get the best of me so just over time you just learn to be a better person and not mm -hmm. tolerate what people are doing you know you know just letting people know how you like to be treated from the start you know because um, yeah, it's like some people they just think you know like i said people from all over the world they don't know how you know, other people react to certain things. Some people think it's normal to, you know, tease or bully, think it's a form of endearment, but most people don't see it that way. Some people see that as, hey, I don't know you. Why are you talking to me in such a manner? You know? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my aspect. Like, if I don't know you and you say something off <laughs> out of pocket or something like that, then, you know, if I don't know you that well, then why do you think it's uncomfortable talking to me in that manner? So, yeah. Yeah, I actually, you make, you actually just made me think of, I actually was in a Lyft or an Uber the other day mm -hmm. and my driver complimented me on my perfume and he was like, you smell really nice. And he's like, I'm really sorry for saying that. Like, we're not supposed to say things like that because it can come mm -hmm. off as inappropriate. And I was like, thank you, first off. But that is very sad that we're in a world now where mm -hmm. people can't give compliments or men can't give compliments to women. And women, well, I don't know if it's as bad women giving compliments to men, but men feel uncomfortable giving compliments to women mm -hmm. because we're in an environment where everything is so touchy. But like I told him, I was like, no, if I felt like you were a creep, I wouldn't, I, you know, like my, my yeah. self-awareness and my discernment with people is, is on par. So mm -hmm. if you would have said that compliment any way other than I could just tell you really appreciated I smell good because I love when a man smells good. I was like, <laughs> yo, that like... So when he said it, I just I just felt genuine admiration for the smell. Mm -hmm. So yes, like we don't know people, but if you know yourself well enough mm -hmm. and you have self awareness, then it's so much easier to operate the world. Is my opinion.
I think just why another another great reason to talk about self-awareness in this world. But Baron, I'm not gonna really throw you a big curveball because no. I didn't really like <laughs> your um your concept of how do you identify your core needs when you're in a when you're in a relationship. That's really what got me to think about self-awareness because you ca you can't do that unless you are self-aware. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely right. You yeah. really can't know what you want unless you know yourself first. So with that being said, in general, what do you what do you think is a core need in a relationship for for a successful, healthy relationship? It's like oh, okay. when you say core to me, that's mm -hmm. like vital. Right. And I think mm -hmm. as humans, man or woman, there are core needs. I would say communication. OK. In my, in my opinion, I believe communication is the core. Okay of needs um, for in any relationship, whether it be yeah. platonic, excuse me, or just, you know, trying to get with someone, just letting them know right off the bat, like, hey, I need this. And yeah. be able to communicate, being consistent with that individual. In terms of communication is vital, in my opinion, to any relationship. I agree. Pay attention to emotions and triggers, you know, hmm. especially, and that, I guess that comes into the communication piece, just letting that individual know, like, hey, these are the things that uh, how can I say this, irk me to a degree. Like, this is things I will not tolerate. Even Ooh. if, you know, you're not, if you're not dating or you're just in that talking stage, you're getting to know that individual. You just, I feel like that communication piece is so imperative, just letting that person know, like, hey, these are my expectations. I mean, if they agree with it, by all means, go, go, you know, continue on with it. But if they cannot, how can I say this? If they cannot live up to your I want, I want to say standards, because I don't want to say that word. I, I agree with that. I think that's the right word. Okay. Live up to those standards of what you have set. And it's like, they're not really being, they're kind of being disrespectful in a way. Because in, yeah. in a sense, you know, like how we are right now, like I'm respecting your boundaries, you're respecting mine. And if there's something that I, I say, and I'm pretty sure you would let me know right off the bat, right. like, hey, I don't like how you talk to me in that manner or anything like that. And I'll adjust and make myself known, well, it'll let me know that, hey, okay, this is how I should act towards you and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Now, okay, let's, let's, let's break this shit down. <laughs> I wanted to kind of break down um, self-awareness in the talk stage because that's where we see all these red flags, y'all, for real, for like, mm -hmm. when, before we even say, yo, will you date me? Will you be my boyfriend? Will you be my girlfriend? And you just talk and there's so many things that we just let pass and it's like, ah, oh, you know, we're just talking right now or I'll tell them about it next time. And then, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's it's kind of like it took me a while to understand. But like whenever something of that nature happens to me, I make sure to let the person know, like, as soon as I feel a type, a certain type of way about it, I'll let them know. Because mm -hmm. like if I let it linger and then one day I might get mad at you and I might bring it up and you don't want that to happen. So it's best just to tell them. Even though you don't want to ruin the, you know, I feel like some people find it as a way to ruin the talking stage by like giving them like these, holding yeah. them accountable. There we go. Holding oh. them accountable. No, so you didn't drop the A word. <laughs> you know, that's, oh, I love that word. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, babe. it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that. Just holding them accountable from the. Being aware of your irks and what you actually need from a partner, even when you're in the talking stage. It's mm -hmm. so important. People really do not know how to just be honest. I feel like men and women get in these situations because one person, whether it's the man or the woman, isn't just honest. Like, hey, actually, you know what? It's, it's, it was cool, but now it's not. Mm -hmm. Or when you when you recognize right away, like there's some things that are happening that you're not exactly fond of and you go to talk about it or you don't go to talk about it, you hold it in. 
that also is kind of an indicator like, hey, if yeah. I don't feel comfortable talking about mm -hmm. some things, mm -hmm. why, why do we need to continue this? I know it's fun mm -hmm. and maybe the sex is great and the conversation is great and they wine and dine you. But if there's things about you that I can't talk to you about, then let's just call it quits. Let's just be cool. Let's just be honest about it. You know what? Actually, I don't even feel comfortable giving me feedback. Yeah, I understand where you're coming example. from. <laughs> now everybody's yeah. good with that. That's an extreme example. But you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. there's moments in our talking phase that things that we wouldn't accept if we dated that person, that we accept because we're talking to them. It's like, mm -hmm. why would you accept it when you're talking to them? When you date them, it's going to be the same. I feel like I feel like in some cases where individuals don't want to talk about it's because they're so, um, what's the word, invested into the talking stage that they feel like if they, you know, if they bring up something that's going on, it's going to be like a deal breaker. But ah. in that sense, I mean, you know what, you know what I mean? I don't know if yeah. I'm making sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but what individuals need to understand is that like, hey, if there's something bothering you that this individual is doing and you don't let them know, then it's like, you're kind of losing yourself trying to please this other person in a sense. Oh, she's nice. She's this and that. But her, I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't text me as much or she doesn't communicate enough with me. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to argue with her. And, you know, I think some people are afraid of that. Um, just bringing yeah. that conversation up. But it's like, why are you, you know, I, I hate using this word too, but kind of think about yourself first, because at the end of the day, if you do decide to go through with this, if everything, like you said, happens for, you know, happens, y'all end up dating and you just hope this stuff in like, hey, you're not communicating with me enough. And then one day you're going probably to explode or pretty much yeah. just um, it's going to be an argument. I mean, eventually all relationships have arguments as part of the game. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I, I would, I would like to preface that this obviously comes with age and it comes with yeah. experience. Right. Yeah. So when we're 13, 14, 15, even up to like 18 dating, these are the moments where you are identifying your core need. Mm -hmm. But when you get to a certain age, I feel like that's where for some reason, not for some reason, life happens to us, experience happens to us. And when you go through the same type of experiences, because usually we're attracted to the same type of people, we get mm -hmm. jaded, we get hardened, or we don't, or we're not self-aware enough to identify the errors or the, the triggers yes. that happened in our past to make yes. us better. Because you have to be aware, like it takes two to tangle always. So yes, there's so things right. that I'm pretty sure I did in my relationship that my ex- wish I would have done differently. And you have to be aware of those triggers to know that that's a, your trigger, to know that when people say this, and when people say that, we're not responsible for other people. But if you're gonna use my trigger, and I know it's my trigger, I can respond, I can control how I respond to my trigger if I'm aware of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, well, I, I'm, You gotta dive a little bit deeper into that. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> pick on what you're saying. <laughs> so when you know your, when you know your triggers, mm -hmm. People can't trigger you unless you allow them to trigger you. Oh, okay. okay. So when you're not, when, when we're younger and we're dating, we're learning where our triggers are. We're learning mm -hmm. inadvertently, subconsciously, by heartbreak, through heartbreak, what makes or break, what makes us happy and what doesn't make us happy. What, how much pain we can tolerate in a relationship, how much heartbreak you can tolerate in a relationship. We learn all those things as we date. So when you get to a certain point, self-awareness has to kick in where all that data you've collected and all those experiences you've been through like okay I, i'm finally starting to at least kind of pick up patterns about myself or pick up patterns uh, about the people i date yes. like yeah. as the things that we're talking about self-awareness all this comes mm -hmm. with experience so i just want to like make sure i threw that out there to anybody listening 
nobody's saying that this shit comes. Like you just gotta know your triggers. You just you're just born self-aware. It comes mm-hmm. through life experiences, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. But at some point you have to trigger that self-awareness. Like you have to trigger yourself to be more conscious mm-hmm. about how things how things affect you and how you affect other people because mm-hmm. that's how you take stock of your ego. If if you aren't aware of yourself enough and your emotions and your triggers mm-hmm. and your core needs, you don't set boundaries. You don't know what makes what makes you go off the deep end. You don't even really know what brings you back from the deep end. And a lot of people don't really talk about that because that's what you yeah, need to do. Okay? <laughs> yes, I agree. It's going back to, you know, letting individuals know how certain things will trigger you. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it's going to be like every time you meet someone, you should tell them, hey, these things trigger me, watch out. It's going to be like that. But it's like, it's kind of like treating people how you want to be treated. Yeah. But at the same time, like I said uh, previously, that, you know, even when you do tell people like, hey, what you did, I don't, I didn't like it. Some mm-hmm. people will find that to be, um, like I say, you're overreacting or mm-hmm. you're being soft or you're not really like, why are you letting this get to you? Like, mm-hmm. no, it, it's gotten to me because that's one thing that I, I don't tolerate. And if I were to say something to you and that's something you won't agree with, I'll look like the bad guy in this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just crazy, like you said, the world we live in where we have to let people know how we should treat other people as opposed to like, you don't know where I've been through or you don't know what my experience are, you know, for yeah. me to, you know, but yeah. Yeah, like we just have to get better at being able to be empathetic. Yes, yes. Being empathetic yeah. is very important. And it's also one of those things I've, I, you can only be empathetic if you have some type of self-awareness because you can understand this is, this is what I've always found freaking weird about cheating people. Most people have been cheated on at some point. Mm -hmm. Most, if not more people have been a cheater. So they have cheated on somebody. So there's enough of us that have been on one end of that spectrum to not want to feel it again. Yes. Yeah, you got people out here still cheating. Empathy, yeah. y'all, goes such a long way. If you just took a moment and be like, yo, I don't like how I feel to be cheated on, so I'm not going to be out here cheating on you. Yeah, I feel like it's that piece of where, like, either, obviously, emotionally, like, they feel dis- a disconnect between um, who they were previously when before they got cheated on. Yes, like they're trying to move past it, but in the sense they just, like you said, they just, how can I say this? Um, I'm trying to figure out where to say it's kind of like they put on a shell of like kind of like saying like, hey, yeah, I'm just going to harden myself and just be like, hey, whatever. I mean, obviously, love is not for me or I don't feel love. So I'm not going to I'm just going to treat everybody like how I was previously. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very unfortunate. It is very, it is. very unfortunate. Men and women are naturally just two different species. Like, <laughs> I really, what is it? Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I yeah. believe it. Like, we really are from two different planets. And so we're two different species. And we've never been properly taught how to actually coexist healthily together. It always mm-hmm. has been someone doing for the other you know, back when we were cavemen, men went out, get hunted and gathered, and women stayed home. And well, I don't think they stayed home. They would have probably <laughs> like there's always yeah, this relationship where it wasn't always equal footing. Yes. 
it's it's similar. We both want communication. Women are taking a step further. Women just want just want to be understood because there's always been a there's always been some type of weird relationship dynamic that was never equal. Yes. And so men and women I don't think have ever talked in a way that they want to both be on equal. They both feel vulnerable and equal, vulnerable and comfortable enough to be vulnerable with each other, to have real understanding with each other. Um, so with that being said, are there any when you think about Courtney's, like, what are your other thoughts about Courtney's? And it could be in general, you could make it specific to men, oh. however you want to take it. Um, well, really, in terms of Courtney's, I have uh, prioritizing self-care, especially like mm. before you get into a relationship, uh, making sure that you're good. I mean, not saying you're, you should be 100% good, but you should be well enough that, hey, you love yourself and you're willing to take your love and, you know, <laughs> spread it to someone yeah. So are you saying prioritizing your needs is a core need or it should be, or it's a way for you to help you identify a core need? Um, really what I'm trying to say is kind of understanding yourself and what, like, kind of like what makes you happy. Like, like not like, Hey, this person makes like trying to be, how can I say this? Codependent on that individual for happiness. You should just already be happy. Mm. Of, of yourself yeah you know what i mean got it got so, it so you should know what your personal care routine is yes yes that's and a that good one on, like your and your partner for that happiness yes it's cool yes you're happy with your partner but when you're just by yourself and you're alone how do you keep yourself happy yeah so, and that's yeah. actually a very good way to break down the second sec the second little segue because at first mm -hmm. I said we were talking about the talking stage. When you go into the dating stage, uh, okay. that's when you really get immersed. Like you become mm -hmm. one or you become a couple. Mm -hmm. But I've, I'm a firm believer that healthy couples have their space. So to your point, yeah. when you have your space, what are you doing in that space that makes you happy? So when you come mm -hmm. back together, you're both refueling each other. Yes. Space is really important in a relationship. Yes, I love you. I want to be around you. But sometimes right. I need my space to get myself together, like understand what I need for right now. Yeah. yeah. Can, yeah I mean, that's that's how I think about it. Personal space is important because you have right. a lot going on. I mean, like this comes back to loving yourself a mm -hmm. little bit, you know, making sure that you're okay. Um, like take a mental day to yourself and just go out yeah. and do something by yourself. Like go watch a movie or do, like catch up on some of your hobbies, watch some sports or something. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree. I agree. And for those people who being alone is not your forte, you like to be with somebody, mm -hmm. be with a friend. Don't be with your partner. Mm -hmm. We're saying that you need to not look your partner in the face 24 seven. Okay. Y'all can have like 24, five, 24, six, mm -hmm. have a day apart, at least an hour, 30 minutes. Hell start off yeah. small, 10 minutes, you know, don't go to the bathroom together. I don't know. I agree. Personal is important. I think. I think you know something. You know, I don't know. People be close. I do, but personal. Um, your personal care is beautiful. Can I ask you what is your personal like? What are some things on your personal care routine? Like things I like to do to yeah. make sure I'm good. Oh, mm -hmm. I listen to music. I sometimes uh, I still play video games from time to time. Or I watch videos on YouTube. Catch up on like binge watch TV shows or. Mm -hmm go out or go to the movies, stuff like that. I mean, as long as I have that moment to recharge, you mm -hmm. know, because, you know, us as humans, we already have so much going on. You know, we yeah. have probably family issues or 
probably just have like for me i have school and a whole bunch of other stuff that i need to take care of so for having that time to myself let well first that's communication piece letting your partner know like hey i need a little bit of time to myself and they hopefully okay. understand what you're saying like saying like hey okay not saying i don't like you i don't love you or anything like that but just letting them know right off the bat before you do this like hey i need time to myself that's all you yeah need to do. so i'm glad yeah. you said it i'm glad you said it a hundred percent. If you, if, when you need that personal time, the best way to keep that relationship healthy, communicate. Hey, yeah. babe, I just need some time. Well, do what works for you as a couple, but you mm-hmm. should be communicating to a level that you know your partner would appreciate or likes to be communicated at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's so funny that we say this right now. I actually have a friend uh, who is in Orlando right now, and she's married, and they're her and her husband they're inseparable i don't know how they do it i don't know how they do it like she goes out the girls night and he tags along too i'm like i I don't know about that but i mean i mean she just can't be away from him and vice versa i'm like where did y'all have time to have alone time it's like we don't do that we always you know they're always at each other do they have side by side huh do they have kids no (laughs) they don't have kids that's I don't know. <laughs> that's that's unique. I, like I never, I never heard of anything like that. But I mean, by all means, I mean whatever makes them happy. But I'm like, what do y'all do? Like if you need some alone time, you know? I I am I am with you there. I, I if it works for them, they like it. I love it. I think that's great. But I would be very intrigued. I I can't admit I am definitely more on the clingier side. However, mm-hmm. I do have a very solid friend group, so I hang out with my friends pretty mm-hmm. faithfully. So I could not be around my partner all the time because sometimes I want to talk shit. Sometimes I want to talk shit. <laughs> you can't be there if I need to talk shit. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all yeah. loving shit talking, but sometimes I don't, I need to, a girl time. It doesn't involve you. So that's, I, you know what, Barry, keep me updated on that. I'm, I, I'm I will. Because, I mean, not, not to downplay my friend or anything because they have a very solid uh, relationship. It's just, yeah. I just find it a little... It's the first time I ever heard anything like that. Like, oh, how do I take time apart? Like, he doesn't go do his own thing and you go do your own thing for a day. I like, I always have to be doing stuff together. So, so you know how we were saying, like, you have to identify um, your triggers? Mm-hmm. I wonder what their triggers are. They're always around each other. Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> I have no idea. Huh. Well, you know what? Kudos to them. Kudos yeah. to freaking them. That sounds like a grand old time. Okay, well, they seem like they've identified their core needs. Yeah. So we said um, personal care, communication, understanding. Mm-hmm. Well, for another one that I was thinking about, physical intimacy, kind of like setting boundaries around mm-hmm. physical intimacy uh, is crucial in any relationship. Both Very. Partners <laughs> Okay. Like like both partners should clearly communicate their comfort levels, desires, or boundaries related to anything sexual. That's one thing that I I was harping on as well, as long as social activities and friendship. But yeah. How do you do that, Baron? Tell us. Tell us more. Oh gosh. (laughs) I feel like in that point, like when you're actually dating, like what Oh, gosh, like <laughs> kind of like the whole thing with communication, just understanding what they like and what yeah. you like as well. Mm-hmm. So it won't be any confusion in that department. 
No, but I love not that. Just, not even just like anything sexual, just kind of like, hey, I want my, like, I like when you hold my hand or, hey, I like neck kisses or I kissed on the cheek or all that stuff. Because, you know, one person likes, the other person might not like, so. Baron, yeah. that is such a beautiful point, 100%. And I honestly, I would challenge Mm-hmm. That rarely happens. And why I also got so excited about it is because ironically, mm-hmm. um, one of my strong contenders that I'm talking to now, we literally just had that conversation today. Like oh, that wow. is we literally oh, I was wow. Yeah, that's not that's why like when he said I was like, holy fucking shit, because I am of that mind. Now that I'm mm-hmm. dating, I will say um I am single at a time where I feel like I am the most aware of my sexual appetite. I'm most aware of my mm-hmm. desires. I'm most aware of what I like. I'm most aware of what I don't like. I'm aware of what I'm willing to try and what I don't want to try. And so to be single and in this space is so interesting because, you know, women aren't supposed to be sexual. We're supposed to, you know, be eh, all me. Yeah. yeah. Body, body, <laughs> I am grown as the fuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Grown as I the feel fuck. That's, imperative. that's important, though, to have those conversations, you know? Right. I mean, not saying that, hey, like, obviously it'll be a, a little alarming if it's like early in the talking stage, like early or like you just met this person, you're already bringing that up. I, I mean, for me, that's a little alarming, but it's kind of like just kind of working. I talk- have done that before. <laughs> I'm grown, Baron. Talking about I it. Know, don't I know. It's just, it's just for me, it's kind of like. Oh, I support it. Know. Yeah, it's kind of like no. I get listen. I totally. I have. I okay, have, okay. I didn't want to say like, oh, like, no, 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 no. I, you're to you. If a woman brings up sex on the first conversation, you're like, oh, girl. Hold yeah, like, hold on, I you don't want to go too fast with me. Hold on, like I don't even know your name. <laughs> I'm, I'm that girl gambling. I'm gonna bring it up, and you either like mm-hmm. or you not. You know what I'm saying? We gonna. Yeah. So I get it. I, and respectfully, I think that's beautiful that that is something you know because yeah. as men. You're conditioned to be these sexual beings. It's be out here wanting to fuck everything. So the fact that you have discernment and you're like, hey, actually, mm-hmm. if a woman brings up sex on the first conversation, like within meeting me, I'm I'm good off. That's beautiful. I commend yeah. you on that. I think that's a great trait to have because it's wild in these streets. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't find, I feel like at that point for me, it's kind of like, oh, this person is moving a little too fast or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really, I don't really vibe with that, but you know, for me, it's like, who knows, you know, maybe they're just curious, but I, I just, for me, I don't, I don't like that so early. I support, and, uh, I love that. <laughs> I, this is a hundred percent something that you definitely, you definitely have to know where you stand with your sexual intimacy. If you're on the mm-hmm. high end, low end, in the middle, because sexual compatibility is important. Yes. Even if, especially if you have low sexual, like if you're a low sex drive person, Mm-hmm. When you get with someone that's highly with a high sex drive, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, I mean, some people make it work, believe it or not. It's like one person learns from the other, vice versa, like how we should move forward with this. But at that point, it's kind of like the whole thing with boundaries, like, hey, are they okay with this? You know what I mean? Kind of like exactly. letting them know from the jump, like, hey, you know, I'm this way. Are you willing to like... <laughs> For you know your example, like someone with a high sex drive compared to someone with a low sex drive, like are they like are they okay with this? Like are they willing to like not learn but kind of like adapt? Yeah, adapt. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Adapt to whoever <laughs> I want to do. But yeah, yeah. And to the to that point, it's like what I was getting at is these are the conversations that you need to be having. Which is my point, saying 
I had this conversation with the guy I'm talking to because sex mm-hmm. is important to me. So I'm not trying to give you any false. I, I'm not trying to give you no type of false narratives oh, yeah. of what I believe in yeah. sex and my ideas of sex. But not but. However, I feel like a lot of us get in situations and because we aren't honest about our sexual needs or our sexual preferences or what makes us uncomfortable or comfortable, you get in situations that you don't want to be in or that yes. you just yes. must even if like intentionally you were into mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they do something and now you instantly like, oh, I need this to hurry up and end. Yeah, because like and nobody talks about it, you just don't talk to them no more. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that, it's kind of like a thing of like, hey, I met someone, I'm really feeling them, but they have this or they have that, like, and you're trying to make it work, but that's not who you are. So you're yeah. trying to you're trying to please that person. But is that really what you want to do? And you just end up like I don't want to say hurt yourself, but kind of like put yourself in a situation you don't want to be in. You do a disservice to yourself. You do a disservice. Like something I really learned last year was that we do not have to stay with people who love us in a way we don't want to be loved. Mm -hmm. If you show me how you want to be loved and it's not how I want to love you, then I should remove myself from this situation. Yes, I agree. And when I when I thought start thinking of it that way, that's when it really hit me to re, like, I just have to be honest. When you show people how you want to be loved, and they can't show up, that's nothing wrong with them and nothing wrong with you. Just remove yourself from that situation because guess mm-hmm. what? We don't know how to love each other, and we're not we're either not making the effort to learn how to learn mm-hmm. each, love each other, or we don't care enough. And if we don't care enough, we don't need to fake it. Yeah, I feel like at that point it's like. It's like you're dragging it on and it's like, you know, you don't like the person, but some people, they don't like hurting the other person's feelings or vice versa. (laughs) So they just kind of drag it until it gets to that point where they're like, you know what? And they don't pretty much with the whole honesty concept. No one wants to really just say like, hey, you know, I think you're X, Y, Z, but I'm not really feeling it, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to talking to anybody or just even if you're in a relationship, kind of like how much... um, personal space and alone time do individuals really need? I know this is going back to personal space, but how much do we really need? You know, That's a good question. I say you need enough to miss your partner. That's a good answer. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like sometimes we're just so caught up with everything else that, you know, you kind of miss that. Um, how can I say this? It's, some, it's something that they do on a day-to-day that if they were, if you were to remove it, then it's kind of like you kind of feel like you're missing a part of yourself, or just just having someone in the house just talking to you every day, and then you're saying, "Hey, I need space," and then that person goes away, then it's like, "Oh man, like I'm doing all this stuff, and it's like dead quiet in here." <laughs> you kind of yeah. miss that aspect of having someone around just talking out loud, even if they're not talking to you, or if they do something that you you just um, get accustomed to. Then yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, I think. When you miss them, and I think to your point of that, your your friend who is always with her husband, they never miss each other because they're always with each other. And maybe yeah. that works for them. Like they don't want to create memories where they're apart. I want to be apart from my partner because I want to miss you. I want to get that feeling like, oh, I can't wait till I get home because I know my baby's going to be there. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to sit on, you know, like, like I just know our routine and I know what happens when we're together. Mm-hmm. So I think a healthy relationship will have enough space where you miss each other as soon as you get that feeling of wanting to be with each other 
you like right you know it's so fun hanging out now Mm -hmm. i think if you can go an extended amount of time and i don't can't say what that looks like for people for me Mm -hmm. if you can go more than like six hours without texting me talking to me Mm -hmm. then that's my new um that's like my new discernment I look for because I want you to want to talk to me within six hours. I want you yeah. to miss me within six hours. We don't, we yeah. may not be able to meet, but when I go to work, I at least want one or two texts before I come home. At oh, least, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think if there is no understanding or like no real safe, safe ground for you to really miss your partner and whatever that, uh, where it feels comfortable for both of you, I guess what I'm trying to say, so if like, Six hours is too long to me, but six hours isn't too long for my partner. We're probably mm-hmm. not a good match because that means mm-hmm. he can go longer than six hours without talking to me. And that's going to bother me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that, though. Like, it's not that hard to just contact somebody. Even if it's just like, hey, I'm busy right now. I just want to say hello. Say how you doing? Oh, so, I'm so sad. I don't, I don't get it sometimes. I, I really don't. It's, cause I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I used to be like that where I would just I would text people and. You know, I have so much going on and I won't take time to text the first I'm talking to. And I used to be like, why am I like that? Like, like my, why am I waiting for them to text me first and see how their day's going? Like, why don't I just take a step further and just be like, hey, uh, I'm doing this at work right now. I'm busy. Like, hey, how you, like, what is, what are you up to? Stuff like that. Yeah. But, but then again, you know? some people, oh, I'm sorry. But sometimes some people take that as a form of being, you, you said it earlier, it starts with a C. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Some people find it to be like that. I'm like, no, I'm just checking to see how you're doing. I mean, sorry. I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you want me to just ignore and, you the whole day? And that goes back to what we talked about with knowing your core needs. Mm-hmm. If you know your core needs and you're self-aware enough to identify what you need in a relationship, when that person starts saying, hey, you're clingy, that's when we need to start being like, you know what? Yeah. We just not we just not here. Like, let's yeah. it, we thought it was yeah. cool. We thought we, Let's break it off. Just be yourself. I mean, if this be yourself, you know what I mean? That's, like that's exactly yeah, you're doing your part for making sure that you check in on them and saying hello, how you doing? I'm thinking about you right now. How are you? like all that stuff, you know? It's not wrong with that. Like you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to like what's the word? Suppress that for exactly. just you know. My thought is if you are my person, if anything, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm I'm gonna get, like you're thinking like dang, I need to really text her back. It's not annoying, it's like, oh, she really missed me, like I need to get back to her. And that's mm-hmm. the partner that is for me. It's someone that doesn't, one, make me triple, dipple, quadruple text you because you understand. <laughs> text you back. Mm-hmm. But two, if it is a moment where I have to double text you, triple text you, it's not going to be, damn, you really yeah, can't. Yeah, you're putting you all know, this effort and in. this person's not doing their part. It's kind of like, hey, like, I know you see your messages because everyone is on their phone 24-7 nowadays. So our phone is like our own personal <laughs> journal whatever you want to call it it's our life in the phone kind of so a whole life's on the phone excuse me i agree i agree i think yes 100 percent. so i say personal space Mm -hmm. enough to miss that person and it should be as close to similar as possible and i say that just because it will make it will make the relationship easier but obviously we don't always get what we want so if it's to a degree that you can accept and mm-hmm. I really need accept, not settle for, accept. Like if mine is six, but I can go for four and a half, I can accept that. But anything past three, I'm settling. Yeah. I'm about, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, until you miss them. How it's so simple. 
just to send a text. Even if you just wake up in the morning and just say, hey, how you doing? Or, good morning. Something like that. I mean, you're not, you don't have to send a long essay every five minutes to the individual. It's not that hard. It's, it's so simple. You know? It's making people feel seen. Yeah, yeah. I, Baron, I think that was... Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, for me, what I'm thinking about is reassurance. Like, hey, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about you. I, you know, you yeah, know I'm, I'm making this work right now for us. I'm not like I, I heard cases where like, you know, like you said, like six hours, four hours, no, no message, nothing. But I just hate how some people find it to be a chore. Uh, not on the on the other end, you know what I mean? Like saying like, let's say for instance, you text somebody and mm -hmm. then they take so long and then somebody's like, oh, well, it's a chore. Let me text them back. Like, no, you shouldn't have to feel that way. At that point, yeah. then why are you talking to an individual if you feel like it's a chore? I Go ahead, yeah. Okay, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. It's like, it, Green. I don't know. It's, it's weird because like you're putting all this effort. You said you want to talk to this individual. You're talking to them. Like, what do you think was going to happen? You're, like, you're not going to hear from this person every day? Yeah. Like, of course, because they're interested in you and you should be the same way if you okay. want to make it work. But yeah. Reciprocity. Yeah. I, Baron, what a way. Okay. Yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. Do so you have one more before we close out? Or oh. Ooh. Ooh, here's a good one. Not many people talk about financial mm -hmm. matters. Ooh, split the bill 50 50 <laughs> or the guy should pay more <laughs> how do you feel about that how, so what's your stance uh, my stance on the financial matters is just understanding spending habits Ooh, early early no like, you didn't drop you, you have to you have to understand sure. that because like one person might have a high like a <laughs> Very want to live a lavish lifestyle, like buy clothes, buy the new tech, the newest technology, all the latest technology, excuse me, and just everything under the sun. And like for me, for instance, I really don't do that. I, I mean, I buy clothes for myself when I go out and stuff. Like, I'm like, hey, I need something nice to wear. I'll have something nice, you know, all that stuff. But I don't, I'm not like, oh, every week I have to buy something new or every week I have to buy the latest pair of Jordans or whatever. Like, I'm not like that. Like, you know, because me, I'm, I just like investing and saving my money. So, yeah. So I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like making sure that well I know in the talking stage it's like you don't really most people don't talk about that because like it's not yeah. to the degree where you need to know you know kind of like yeah. you know you don't need to be counting their pockets they don't need to be counting yours because like Agreed. you're in the talking stages so it's like I feel like at the point where you're dating or if you're with someone for so long and you know you talk about just small financial matters like hey. You know, you start, you notice a trend of what they're doing. Like they come home with new clothes and they don't even wear them, just sitting up in the closet, they just need something to wear. And I'm like, what? Like, no. So it's just, it's just good to understand that early because, you know, not saying that you should split or walk away from that person if you notice that. Kind of like talk to them and kind of address address you know their spending habits i feel like that's the communication piece once again <laughs> talking about hey i see you spending xyz you know i mean at our age i mean I, I mean i don't do that i don't know i mean some people still live that lifestyle and if they can afford it by all means go go for it but just understand that if we become one later on then you got to understand that hey we got to save and invest in a house or hey we're trying to put money away if we do decide to have kids or stuff like that you know and not try to live a lifestyle like like celebrity or anything like that. So one thousand percent, I am huge on this. <laughs> huge on this, and so I might I might be able to. Oh yeah, go for it. To 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 add to that, I, everything you said, agree with. 
Mm-hmm. I like to say when I am, I don't, I have never been big on like, I expect the man to pay. I love for a mm-hmm. man to take that. I am a somewhat old fashioned. Like I, I do like to be spoiled. I do want a man to spend his coin, but I also mm-hmm. return that favor. Like once I'm locked in and I know. That's a great to have. That's a great to have. Because most people don't think like that. We can write checks. What are we saying? Mm-hmm. Like I am, I am down financially for my partner. But what I have, what I've always been mindful of ever since I did have my one experience with a very unfortunate broke soul, um, mm-hmm. is when you date, you have to date someone that is either at your lifestyle mm-hmm. or above it, and your goal is to match them. Yes. Or if it's above it and they're okay with you staying where you're at because they want to take care of you. They want to be that supplemental. Mm -hmm. Communicate that. You know that. But Mm -hmm. I don't think you should be dating anybody. And I mean, so obviously I'm really opposed to gold diggers and I'm opposed to people that abuse. I don't think you should be talking or dating anybody that you can't maintain the lifestyle on your own if you lose them. If y'all break up, your lifestyle should not be that impacted. Except you lost somebody. But it's she like, mm-hmm. damn, now I can't go to five-star restaurants. Now I can't. Bitch, if you couldn't do that before him, why would yeah. you be able to do that after him? Make it make yeah, sense. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because, like, some it's so crazy how people live that lifestyle. Like, they used to eat fish sticks, and then they <laughs> date someone, and then they start eating, like, caviar and all this, you know, lobster and steak every week. And then now, you know, you're not with the person, and you're like, oh, well, now I got to go back to my normal, back to what I used to do. Like, if you just had that in the back of your head, like, hey, you, well, oh, let, me, let me take a step back. Let me take a step back for a minute. Let's say, for instance, I'm dating someone who makes more money than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I have nothing against that. Like, if, yeah, by all means, you earned that degree. You got a good paying job. By all means, that's good. That's really good. And you find me attractive, even though you know what lifestyle I live. Right. You know, I can make, we can make it work. I mean, let's like, if I... If I don't have a job or if I'm not living up to your standards, not living up to your standards, but to your lifestyle, I'm sorry, living up to their lifestyle. Yeah. Like if they live like a high lifestyle and they accept me, even though I'm not at that point yet, well, I mean, that's great. That's great. They set me for who I am, even though I'm not up to, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making really sense of this, but you are kind of like, thank you for accepting me, even though I'm not like in the same here yeah, as you, you know. yeah 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 i'm following, so. I'm following. And i think i think you bring up a great point of if someone accepts you when you're not at their at their lifestyle or you don't make you're you're not in the same social circles the yeah, difference is when you don't take advantage of that so yes thank you for accepting where i'm at i am but there's probably something in me that you saw i'm hard working or to your point yeah. i take care of the house i made your hot your house a home you yeah. come home there's nothing you worry about i can't pay for bills yeah. But I know that, you know, I run baths, I, I iron clothes, you know, the things are taken care of. So as long stuff as like add, that goes a long way. Exactly. Really like, as long as you're adding value to someone that isn't on your same monetary mm-hmm. lifestyle, then you're matching their lifestyle because they were missing a you. They don't, mm-hmm. they didn't need the money because they got the money. They yeah. were missing the person. They were missing the love, mm-hmm. the home. So I think I'm glad you brought up that, that type of situation because that is, that is ideal that people love each other for who they are, not what they have. Yeah. But we live in America yeah. where people love you for what you have, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, funny story. I used to be that way where it's like not me feeling jealous of my partner, but I just feel like I wasn't doing enough because um, um, this is when I was young. I was like, what? Probably just getting out of high school or something like that, getting oh, in college yeah. and all that. 
Yeah, this is a long time ago, but kind of, but kind of like so. Um, the girl I was dating at the time, I don't know if she's gonna be watching this. I don't know if you have her as a friend, but yeah. So she, you know, smartest person ever. Like she would get all these um, acceptance letters and all these letters to different schools, universities, and I was like, wow, like this is crazy. And I was thinking, well, am I able to live up to what she's trying to do? Because she was, you know, getting school, going to private schools like University of Miami. Florida, UCF, and I'm like, oh, wow, and here I am just trying to figure out, I'm still in that point in my life where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do, so, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of, it was really hard at first, but once I realized that, hey, this person accepts me despite everything that, what I have to offer to her, like, what I bring to the table, she still accepts me, because there's something that she sees in me that, yeah. like, I'm ch- I, clearly, I don't see in myself, so, it was, it was really comforting when, when yeah, she told me yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, but I do, I will, you know, we ain't going to get too too crazy because it's oh, too yeah, many. Yeah, yeah. It's too many wild motherfuckers out here. To your point, mm-hmm. I do think it is still very important that you talk about your financial understanding of mm-hmm. each other. How do you manage that, you know? So I, I, I think easily. I think the person that has less monetary you don't take advantage of the person that has money. So if you oh, couldn't yeah. afford a $500 purse, your ass shouldn't be asking for a $500 purse. Okay. If you know you can't afford a lobster dinner, you shouldn't be expecting your wife to pay for a lobster dinner every time y'all go out to eat. Yeah. So I think if people made, if they stay true to themselves and they don't take mm-hmm. advantage and can you continue to add value where you add value, easy. Easy. And I think, you know, to your point, like having real honest communication, it feels I can imagine it feels uncomfortable when you have less money and your partner always has to pay for you when you go out. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand how that's uncomfortable. However, I would say challenge yourself to think about how much value add you bring. If you mm-hmm. as much money as your partner brings in, could they clean the dishes, do the laundry, take care of the kids, wash the car, do insurance? And yeah. still make this much money and still be as happy as give you as much attention, show you the type of love that you need to show, show them the type of love. And if the answer is no, then stop beating yourself up over it. Like they couldn't, they wouldn't be as happy without you, just like you wouldn't be as happy without them. Yeah. They just have the monetary funds and you have the um the non-monetary funds, mm-hmm. the non-monetary love that bounces out. So I just think you you can't take advantage of somebody. Like, don't get yeah. comfortable, don't. Started. That's what I try to express to people. Like, hey, don't get comfortable. I mean, y'all might be in that situation right now, but don't get, don't, you know, don't let up on the gas pedal. Kind of. Yes, like, yes. You know. Stay humble until yeah. you can add to that financial wealth. Stay humble. Yeah, exactly. So. Kind of like setting those boundaries early um, yeah. when it comes to something like that. Cause like, you don't want to just not say anything and you just want to think, like, oh, you know, it's okay you know, I'll pay for everything. And you don't let them know like what you expect out of them since you're paying for it. And then when you get to that point where you're like upset or like, hey, oh man, I got to buy this guy. I got to buy this guy a suit. I got to buy all this clothes. I got to buy like all the big stuff that he wants or Mm -hmm. big stuff that you want. And you're like, man, why am I doing everything? And then you think to yourself, well, you have to start thinking to yourself like, well, did I talk to him about what I'm doing? Did I make it known like, hey, I need this from you if I'm doing this? So not, not not in a mean way, kind of like saying like, hey, I do all this. So you should do. No, it shouldn't be like that. It should be right from the start. Like, hey, you know, you know, his lifestyle. You know, he knows yours. 
like at that point, that'd be a great opportunity to talk about it. Even yeah. in the talking, even in the talking stage, that is a great way to let them know, like right off the bat, like this is what you know, what I expect. Yeah, you know, I, I so. think I am very. My favorite phrase is "a closed mouth doesn't get fed." Yeah, so if, if you don't tell somebody how you feel about something or where you stand and set those boundaries, then they don't know. And yeah. I'm so glad you said that because that is, I would argue that is probably 98% of our problem in, in relationships. Mm-hmm. We don't say things when we feel it. We don't like how our partner talks to us and we don't say it until we get in an argument. It's like, I never Yeah, and at that point, it just boils up. Yeah. So, all over the place. And then you're looking like, well, why didn't you tell me before? And they're like, well, exactly. I didn't. Because some, some people, well, me, I don't like confrontation. So whenever I, t- I try to talk about it in a calm way without making the other person feel less of themselves or mm-hmm. make them feel like, hey, yeah, what, what you're doing, you're not living up to what yeah. I expect. It's not like that. And just trying to have a conversation with you like, hey, what, you know, I'm doing this and like, can you do that? Or, hey, I'm not trying to make you feel bad because what you're doing right now is, is great. I mean, that's why we're still yeah. here. But it's exactly. just something that I want to bring to your attention, you know? A hundred percent. that feedback piece too. Yes. Yes. So I would, I I just would say as soon as you, I would challenge all of us to get better. As soon as we feel some type of about anything, no matter how big or small, making it a point to bring it up to our partner sooner rather than later. Yes. Maybe in the moment doesn't work for you because you don't like confrontation. So you need to marinate on and find a way to say it Mm -hmm. so that it's not confrontational or maybe in the moment works best for you. But I would challenge us all just to get better at identifying that when we don't like something and then giving ourselves permission and the courage to speak upon it. And I don't give a fuck if that is day one and within 20 minutes of meeting somebody or seven years into dating, like being with them. Like Mm -hmm. we, I think all of us could actively work on voicing, voicing those, even those, especially I think the small ones is where we really give ourselves slack. Like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, like, hey, like something, yeah. Yeah, like for me, I'm I'm a neat freak. Like I need things clean. Like I can't go to sleep if certain things are out of place. I know, mm-hmm. but it's like I let I let people know. Like, hey, listen, you know, I like it this way, not this way, but I like it clean. I don't like junk. Yeah. I don't like stuff just lying around the floor or anything like that. So just letting people know right off the bat, and they just know how to <laughs> continue on with not having anything, um, no mess around the house. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. That was good, Baron. That was good. Well, sir, I'm going to wrap us up because we have been on here for a nice little minute. Oh, yeah. I lost track of time, too. <laughs> I See? See, I told you it wouldn't be that bad. Nah, no. Nah, it, it was actually pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Took good. me a while to relax, but it's actually pretty good to have someone you know? talk about these so much conversations. So. Good. Yeah, no, and you had some great points. I'm glad we were able to touch on, touch on the mute. Beautiful conversation. So, Baron, before I officially let you go, sir, can you share with the folks, you know, a positive affirmation or your go-to phrase? But what is something you like to tell yourself or others? Oh, of course. So I actually had to write this down because I had to make sure that I said it right. Yay. (laughs) So words that I live by, I am worthy of love. I am worthy of acknowledgement. Mm. I am worthy of acceptance. I am worthy of celebration. I give myself permission to be loved, acknowledged, accepted, and celebrated. I honor the person I am today 
in the face of every challenge, danger, and obstacle I overcome. Here we go. Wow, that's good. <laughs> who, is, who is that from? Is so this a- uh, this podcast I listen to. I mostly he plays music, but I don't know. He doesn't really give us names. It's kind of like anonymous, okay. but okay. yeah. That was, and thank you. You read that beautifully. Oh, like that is you. Someone's definitely gonna replay that. I'm probably gonna enjoy listening to that as many times as I have to edit this. Um, Baron, that was good. Oh my god, I want to see how you say it again. But you said it so perfect the first time. So y'all play that back one more time if you need to hear it because Baron did that. Thank you. Well, it. sir, thank you so much. I appreciate this. Oh, thank you for having me again. I mean, I know it's been a while, but hopefully I'm back um, soon. I <laughs> continue on having more uh, conversations like this. Definitely. You will definitely be back. Now, soon, um, we'll see. But you will be back. You will I'll put you guys undecided. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, <that's cool. laughs> but anyways, thank you so much, Baron. And uh, y'all, that is it. It is a rap.